Hello and welcome to this Innovation Forum podcast with me, Ian Welsh. Joining me this time is Emma Thompson, who's Forest 500 Lead at Global Canopy. Welcome to the podcast, Emma. Thanks for having me. Well, we're going to talk a bit about the new Forest 500 report. So, Emma, what is the Forest 500 report? Just give remind us what it's all about. Forest 500 is an annual assessment and ranking of the 350 companies and the 150 financial institutions with the greatest influence on deforestation. So every year we assess them on the strength and implementation of their commitments and policies on deforestation and associated human rights. And those assessments are done using publicly available information. We then publish all of that data every year. So we've just launched our latest data set and our latest report. So what are the big findings this time? So unfortunately, we've not seen a huge amount of progress since our latest assessment. We have been assessing the Forest 500 companies and financial institutions for eight years. Progress has really started to slow. This year, a third of the companies with the greatest exposure to tropical deforestation still didn't have a single deforestation commitment for any of the commodities that they're exposed to. And only a quarter of the companies assessed had a commitment for all of the commodities that they're assessed for. Not only are the companies doing poorly, but 93 of the 150 financial institutions assessed didn't have a deforestation policy either. And that equates to $2.6 trillion of financing going into just those 350 companies that we assess that isn't covered by deforestation policy. But then if we look at the implementation of those policies, we see that even among those companies and financial institutions with a policy, the implementation is really poor across the board. This year, Forest 500 shifted our scoring slightly so that reporting and implementation became a higher proportion of the scores of companies and financial institutions. But mostly the Forest 500 companies and financial institutions didn't keep up with that shift. Almost a third of the companies that have at least one deforestation commitment don't monitor their suppliers or their own operations to check for compliance with that commitment. And only 23 of the financial institutions with a policy were actually reporting on their progress towards that implementation. So we are seeing not a lot of progress this year, and there's a real room for improvement next year. Of those commi- the, those companies that you said, one third with commitments of no monitoring, do they give publicly any indication as to why? No. Unfortunately, they don't really. Um, We only rely on their publicly available information. So if they're reporting that they are monitoring that compliance and the system that they're using to do that, then we score them. But if they don't, then we don't record any other information. Any positive signs from this year? There are some companies and financial institutions that have made progress this year. They've set new commitments and some are, are going by implementing them more effectively. But as a whole, the Forest 500 companies, it is a relatively disappointing picture. One of the big outcomes from COP26 last year was a real sense of movement on deforestation. I was going to ask you if this year's Forest 500 report bears this out. I I guess not. Not really. Most of our assessments were conducted before COP and we have seen little progress compared to last year's assessment. And this is a trend we've seen repeatedly over the last eight years that while some leaders do make new commitments and make progress, many of the laggards don't move forward at all. In our latest assessment, there's still a really high number of companies that score absolutely zero. Let's just think about some of the specific risks or areas of risk then. Have there been any changes in where the big deforestation risks are? Not really a change. This year we found that company and financial institution action on beef, soy and leather was still lagging significantly behind, especially behind palm oil. And that comes despite soy and cattle being the biggest drivers of tropical deforestation. And as many of us know, deforestation in Brazil is at a 15-year high, which is where soy and cattle are really big drivers of that deforestation. We are seeing that companies and financial institutions are still taking too little action on those commodities. 
And that's not just in setting a policy, but also in implementing them. Is there any commodity that stands out as one where progress has been made? Not really a significant amount of progress. Palm oil is still by far the commodity that has the most action and the best reporting on that implementation. There's been a lot of talk about big finance getting the message on deforestation. So what evidence are you seeing of a shift in approach? Our latest assessments suggest that finance is kind of waking up to the issue of deforestation. So this year we found that 31 of the 150 assessed recognised that deforestation posed some kind of risk to their institution. So whether that's financial, operational or reputational. But we have found that few financiers are taking steps to reduce those risks in practice. I mentioned earlier how 93 of the 150 don't have a single deforestation policy, but we also found that only 11 of those 150 had a policy for all four of the highest forest risk commodities, palm oil, soy, cattle products and timber products. So there is a really huge amount of work to be done by the finance sector, especially ensuring that there is equivalent action across all of those commodities. That is the most progress we made definitely in terms of the reporting and implementation of those policies by the finance sector. One area that can definitely improve is by being more transparent, not just about their policies, but in terms of how they are reporting on the implementation of those policies. While we saw that 46% of financial institutions with a policy publicly reported kind of a monitoring and compliance process, only 23 reported the progress towards implementing and only one financial institution reported all necessary criteria for all four of the commodities that they're exposed to. We really see a significant improvement in how financial institutions are reporting on their implementation. Given that governments seem to be moving in regulation and are certainly improving their approach to regulation, which we saw at COP26 and we've seen elsewhere, do you think there's a risk then for business that it's getting left behind a little bit in aligning with upcoming legal requirements if progress on dealing with deforestation is slowing, as you say? Yes, I think they are a huge risk of being left behind once that legislation comes in. Our findings clearly show that companies are not ready to meet the criteria of upcoming and proposed due diligence, especially that being put in place by the UK legislation. And while the details of that are still to be finalised in that secondary legislation, the direction of travel is clear and the companies that have the greatest influence on deforestation need to be doing more to meet that criteria. And then for companies that are operating in the EU markets, where the due diligence proposals are even more ambitious, where companies are required to know kind of the geolocation of where commodities are sourced from, we need to see a huge improvement in the companies in the Forest 500. They are not yet ready as a group for that due diligence to come in. Although none of the current proposals for due diligence legislation include financial institutions, Global Canopy recognises that applying that due diligence legislation to the finance sector is really important. The finance sector if those assessed is even further behind and the companies are not even more underprepared. I guess the news from this year's report really is that nothing has changed. Are you seeing any evidence that we'll see more change in 2022 and that next year's report will be more positive and seeing some real action? I really hope that it is a more positive picture. The expectations for next year are high. And while the proof really is in the implementation, the commitments that were made at COP26 by governments, by companies and by financial institutions are really promising. We have seen that some companies and financial institutions in the Forest 500 are making progress and are beginning to step up to the plate. We just really need to see that from the rest of the group. And already this year, we have been seeing increased engagement from companies and financial institutions that are included in the Forest 500 that we haven't been able to engage with before. So I think that deforestation was already moving up the agenda, but having it as such a prominent topic at COP and in Glasgow has really brought it to the fore for lots of different stakeholders and really bringing it up at the agenda for companies and financial institutions too. I think 
hitting that deadline of due diligence legislation is really helping to increase the momentum on deforestation and the need to address deforestation and associated human rights issues. So I think 2021 in many ways developed and laid the foundations for a huge amount of action on deforestation. And as long as the momentum that we've got right now is maintained, 2022 has the potential to be transformative for deforestation. But Forest 500 will continue holding the companies and financial institutions with the greatest influence on deforestation to account. As I said, hopefully next year's report will be more positive because we really need it to be. Here's hoping there's a real good post-COP bounce and there's a lot of the progress that is required does indeed come to fruition. But for now, Emma Thomason from Global Canopy, thanks very much for taking us through this year's Forest 500 report. <laughs>